0: Yeah, yeah, yeah! Come and take a look at the snow, bright white as far as your eyesight goes. Come and take a look at the fields of snow. I'll just get my coat, then we're good to go. Come and take a look at the lake. Let's have a quick skate before it gets late. Come and take a look at the frozen lake. Put your clothes on, mate, don't make that mistake. Ba 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 ba.
1: Greetings, holiday shoppers. There are now 121 shopping days left until Christmas, and I think you know what that means. That means it's time for another episode of Christmas Creeps, your one-stop shop for holiday movies and TV shows all year round. Hi, my name is Joseph Wade. I will be your host for this evening. Here with me tonight, as always, are my co-hosts, Johnny Five, the human robot. Hey, what's up? Hey, John, what's going on? Uh, Recording a podcast. Uh, Also with us, as always, is uh, Mr. Bradford. Brad? Brad? with chicken bonjour bonjour
0: Bonjourno. Uh
1: salutations ancient that's french for greetings <laughs> shoppers and yeah boy oh boy tonight's episode is gonna get buck wild because uh tonight we want we're discussing a snooty boring french film that we've been wanting to discuss for quite some time
0: uh only one of those descriptors that you just said is actually true snooty no
1: oh yeah it is a, it is in fact a film
0: oh i guess too then <laughs> it's a french film
1: oh boy yeah that's true i mean snooty and boring only in so much as uh americans think anything french is snooty and boring but um...
0: anything or they have to read to watch a movie is snooty and boring
1: Oh, yeah, if I wanted to read, I'd open a damn book.
0: But no. Less said about all of that mindset, the better. Yeah, for, let's just, for real. Let's just l- leave that on the table where it is. <laughs> I think you know where we stand on that because we watched this movie.
1: This movie tonight is goes by many names. <clears throat> Originally titled 3615 Code Pair Noel," otherwise known as uh, Dial Code Santa Claus, otherwise known as Deadly Games otherwise known as game over and finally otherwise known as the fantasies of little rambo
0: wait that last one's real yes
1: that last one is like the portuguese title
0: awesome (laughs) you forgot one did i it's also known it's also known as doki doki panic
1: now listen here bradford If you're trying to tell me that they took this game and reskinned it and released it in the United States as Home Alone, actually, you know what? You'd be right. That's exactly what they did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Also known as Yume Kojo Doki Doki Panic.
2: (laughs) Actually, this strikes me more as, like, little straw dogs than anything else. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, more or less. Um, Look, there's a lot going on in this film. There's a
1: lot going on that we need to unpack. So, uh, for starters... I mean, man, we didn't even get to talk, like, just talk shop for a minute. We had we're just launching straight into this because this is a movie that just demands to be unravelled at some point in some way. Oh, this okay. So this was one that we had been trying to hunt down for at least two years. It finally found its way over to the United States just in the last couple of years, uh, and it's been making the uh, Alamo Draft House circuit for a while. And it finally found a home on streaming video. It's available to uh, stream on Shutter the one-stop shop for horror and horror and uh and thriller everything which is kind of an appropriate place for this so we are we were absolutely thrilled when we finally got the chance to watch and discuss this film because it's been touted as the french home the french inspiration for home alone and whether or not that's actually true is very much up for debate
0: yes did we say it? it was released in 1989
1: yes one one full year before home alone so they may or may not have a, a really compelling case to state that they to state that they are they were in fact um ripped off for home alone
0: yeah we, i where do you even start with this <laughs> sorry i'm eating something <clears throat> rude
1: i know i have very poor podcast uh Um,
0: Is it at least a food review?
1: No, it was just a Reese's peanut butter cup.
2: How would you rate it? You're not even going to give us, like, one of those horrible Halloween flavors, which are already out now?
1: (laughs) No, it was just straight up a regular peanut butter cup, and it was sitting here and taunting me, and I just had to have it. And I apologize for stopping the (laughs) podcast so that I could just (laughs) indulge my shitty sweet tooth.
2: (laughs) yeah i i I would say sheets already has um the halloween candy out but i I don't think they ever stopped having the halloween candy out to be honest
1: no now they have okay so we're we're taking we're taking our very first detour into actual christmas creep chat because sheets does have like it's not halloween candy but it's like fall candy like there's like three different flavors of m ms that are out now and i want to say two of them are like their fall flavors like uh, caramel apple and like buttered popcorn. Like, I, yeah. Right. So there's like the, the, the state fair it's state fair season. Basically is what we're getting into the, the sun is destroying this country because it's still the, the, the dog days of summer, but that is not stopping people from saying, Hey, everybody falls right around the corner. I feel like
0: sheets is an automatic out because at any given moment it sheets, you have three different like seasons and holidays worth of candy going on because you have like yeah. the clearance bin at the checkout line where they still have like easter candy oh yeah and then you've got you know you got a floor display with summer candy and then you've got on the shelves they managed to put in some fall candy or something like that it's it's always ridiculous
1: oh yeah and then if you go into the, uh, the stores like Walmarts and Targets of the world, you know, they're starting to break out their, their holiday candies and their holiday uh, decorations just a little bit. Just because it's, you know, people aren't quite ready for it. So they just put that one rack up in the back of the store and, hey, maybe they're into it, maybe they're not. But we'll see. It's a test. It's a test rack.
0: So I haven't been into a Walmart or a Target or any big box store since all of this gestures generally began you know how target does like a seasonal section oh yeah did they do it like one for covid where it was just the covid section
1: no i i want to see there were a good couple of months where i straight up did not go to any big box store um back in like march and june but i yeah. want to say i want to say they just kind of kept on trucking
0: they yeah, just treated it like this what i would ex- that's what i would expect but just didn't know
1: because I was in a Target, you know, just last week, and that big seasonal section is still back to school stuff supplies. You know, the school season is kind of on shaky ground right now, but they're still trucking like, "Hey, back to school kids, everybody's gotta have their their backpacks and their uh, composition notebooks and pencils and stuff." Um, but then, like right at the very edge of that, like, "Oh, hey, also, guess what? Here's a here's a bag of candy corn." As if this wasn't bad enough, now we put candy corn in.
0: Ah, oh, okay. So we actually segued that pretty nice. It, that was
1: yeah. Speaking of speaking of uh, uh children's playthings that are are more insidious than they seem, let's talk about dial, dial code Santa Claus. Okay, how about that? Um, so uh, my favorite question to ask on this podcast: Where do we want to start tonight? I guess where we, I guess what we should do is because this is kind of a new film to us, and we would all just experienced it together this weekend, only in the sense that we all watched it not that we watched it together at all because covid is still a thing. Let's start with this. What are the similarities to Home Alone? There's a home,
0: a home invasion, a grown man trying to kill a small child. It happens on Christmas. The mom is separate the the family is largely separated from the child.
1: And also the family is richer than Jesus.
0: Oh yeah, that's a big one too. Huh? Yeah.
1: This family's wealth puts the McAllister's to shame. I mean, they live in a castle, basically.
0: They live in a castle where the child has a secret toy room that nobody knows about.
1: And the secret toy room is basically as big as Scrooge McDuck's pool full of money.
0: Oh, by the way, we have a dead parent alert. Oh, God. We have a dead dad alert. No. It's twisting it a little bit because usually it's a dead mom alert. Yeah. We got a dead dad alert.
1: Up, oh, raise the son. We got a dead dad alert, people. As as the film starts, the the father is out of the picture and the mom may or may not be banging her uh work associate on the they're side.
0: Absolutely, they're absolutely. They they are absolutely 10,000% doing the horizontal monster mash.
1: <laughs> yes. And um there's a great scene where the kid uh fixes his mom's car and the only reason he fixes her car is so that he she doesn't have to be picked up by uh what's his name Roland anymore. That Roland. Fucking Roland. <laughs> Fucking Roland. But like it um, it completely papers over the fact that like yeah, the kid just he actually got his mom's car back up and running. This is a 10-year-old boy so, we're talking about here. So
0: there's a bit to this movie yeah. and it's runs throughout this entire movie that this is Thomas, our main character, Tommy, or Tomas, Tomas. Yes, Tomas. Is, a, is a child prodigy in, like, pretty much every regard, except he, he is a computer programmer, he's a mechanical wonder keen.
1: And also, he's certifiably insane, because he... he <laughs> <laughs> like, the first thing... At the beginning, it doesn't work out. It, this, the, okay. this movie, the first
0: five minutes of this movie by itself is friggin buck wild
1: it's wonderful like it starts the opening shot of the film is a snow globe scene of paris getting run over by a car a truck (laughs) not just (laughs) any truck but a garbage truck (laughs) like (laughs) this is like on par with citizen kane of the how to start your film with a bang Oh, man. And then, and then we have a this, and then, children's snowball fight. Yes. The snowball fight with a bunch of kids, and this vagrant kind of wanders into the fight, and he sees the kids playing, and he, he's, he loves it, and he tries to join in. He wants in, to play, too! And all of the kids immediately run away.
2: Bail. Immediately
0: bail.
1: It is kind of,
2: I don't know if refreshing is the right word, but it's kind of entertaining that the guy's just a sicko. There's absolutely no explanation, rhyme, or reason to it. Like know, the guy's a sicko. That's all you need to know.
0: Right. Yeah. So we we cut over to Tomas, and he's asleep in an airplane uh, the, with the his dog a in the jet. back. Yes. And then he wakes up and climbs out of it into like this weird toyland with a weird, vaguely racist totem pole, and he's like walking around, and then he goes and work. There, there's a workout montage
1: it's a workout montage set to a sound alike of survivors eye of the tiger
0: i know it's
2: this is some due to the beginning of home
1: alone 2 bullshit
0: yeah and then he puts on war paint it's you have to experience for this for yourself and he, he,
1: like the free Yeah, the first 10 minutes is him playing soldier in the house in this giant mansion of a house and like he it sets up all the little booby traps and things that he will definitely have to use later in the film and it's actually it's very well well put together cuz like he he traps the dog he, or he he lures the dog into a booby trap where like the, the floor falls out from underneath him and he gets caught in a net and oh, poor jr <laughs> he didn't he didn't deserve oh, it poor jr and then i love that the mom even like chastises him and says like please stop putting trap doors in the house i'm begging you
0: <laughs> yes so it's it's implied that um thomas has set up all of these these trap tricks and traps he's got like a supercomputer in his basement and has the entire it is implied that he is the one who wired the entire sound system in the house yeah um
2: he's he's got like a weird warp radio set up in his basement i I think it's suggested probably that the dad helped him out with that before he uh christmas movieed himself
0: yeah okay
1: john that's that's the best way it, that's the best like term I've ever heard for that. He Christmas movied himself.
0: Saw himself out of the plot and into the backstory.
1: Took a one horse open sleigh right out of this movie. But yeah, it's it's definitely implied that the dad is the one who sort of taught Thomas all of his tricks, basically. Yes. Because and and yes. the mom and the mom is at least accepting of it. She she loves that he's creative and intelligent and one of the running th- uh, the the running thread with her is she wants him to still believe in Santa Claus. Like he's 10 years old and she knows that, you know, he's growing up, but she wants to give him like one more special Christmas, which considering that they are like the, the millionaire, uh, the millionaire family that runs this like uh department store empire is not going to be difficult for her.
0: Yes. So we're also introduced to Thomas's grandpa, i believe is just grandpa yes and gr- does not have a name
1: grandpa's whole thing is that he is mostly blind
0: and diabetic. and
1: diabetic so thomas has to constantly uh uh lead him around the house ferry him to safety at all times
0: you you know you know the game eco <laughs> you know the game resident evil four i do it's basically half of this entire movie is a really crappy escort mission is all we're trying to say.
1: <laughs> and I don't know that grandpa understands the threat most of the time.
0: That is into his credit. I mean, he, I, if, if you're a grandpa and, and your, your grandson comes to you and says Santa Claus is trying to kill you, most grandpas probably would not believe it. Right.
1: And I mean, grandpa's introduced in the film as Thomas like jumps on his bed Wake him up as the kid's like playing war, and the grandpa that's
0: really weird because probably Gramps lived through World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gramps is like taking this in stride for the fact that he is, you know, an 80 year old (laughs) man living in France in 1989. Gramps Uh,
2: just wakes up like, Oh, they make the SS shorter these days.
0: (laughs) Gramps just cold clogs the kid. I thought I was back, I thought I was back in the (laughs) resistance. oh boy um, yeah so okay that is our dramatis personae, except for roland who is mom's co-worker they are definitely a do
1: he's it. definitely her uh boyfriend yes uh we also yes, like... yeah he, he definitely is i mean there's no getting around it
0: and then we are introduced to i guess a minor character who's thomas's little shitty friend pilau um, who doesn't believe in Santa Claus? Who's your your common skeptic? Yeah, that's that's pretty
1: much everybody and almost. The plot gets going because Thomas and Pilau are are on Thomas's computer on an, a message board chatting with who they think is Santa Claus.
0: So we got to talk about Minitel because it's actually the re- that this actually informs the original French title. Okay. So Minitel, for those of you not in the know, was basically a French only pre-internet internet that was over the phone lines, I guess just like dial up. But the interesting thing about it is it was originally created by the French telephone company as just in like a an online address book and they handed out they, they made these computers pretty available to anybody with a phone line. And then what happened is, like, a homebrew community started using it for chat rooms and message boards and things like that. And yeah, it was so, kind of
2: contemporary with, like, old BBS, like, systems where you dial directly into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And okay. so,
0: um, at the beginning of this film, during that scene with the garbage truck running over the, the snow globe, there's an ad for uh, the number to dial Santa Claus, Père Noël. And it's the what thirty five fifteen or something thirty six yeah thirty six fifteen,
2: 36, 15 36, which is yeah. kind of like com or something like that. Basically, it's you put it before yeah. everything.
0: Yeah, so you would you would dial in to the Minitel for this presumed line to talk to Santa Claus, and that actually informs the sort of the this kicks off the plot because Tomas and Pilau dial into this Santa Claus chat room. And we come to find out that on the other end of the line, I don't know why they don't have, like, designated people to dial into this, is the vagrant that we're introduced to at the beginning of this film. And he asks Thomas for his address.
1: Right, and, and he's, like, he's using it as, like, it's basically the Minitel version of a, of a payphone. Yeah, 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 he's a, yeah, the yeah,
0: public yeah. He's a, yeah the, I guess the, the contemporary version is he would be, at, like, at a library computer or something. Yeah, exactly. So, they, he gets cut off before Tomas can give him his address, um, and there's, like, kind of a peed angle going on, like, like John said, they're kind of playing up the sicko angle.
2: Yeah, the reason the plot gets moving is because Thomas is like, oh, I left my letter to you with my mom, she's, work at, she's working at print temp right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the other interesting thing is, about Minitel, I guess, um is there, are some, there were some very unsavory parts of it, just like the internet. There's a really great, I, I do, I know we don't like, I know you don't like when I plug other podcasts, but there's a really great Reply All uh, episode about this. We'll put it in the show notes. It's all about Minitel. And they interview a guy who worked on like a, a sex hotline acting as a lady uh, <laughs> on multiple Minitels at a time. So there's definitely like a CD element oh, wow. to to a lot of Minitel chat rooms. <laughs> so uh, I feel like that sort of informed this in sort of, you know, you know how you had well you still have those lifetime dramas where a kid gets in in big big trouble by saying too much on the internet. This is kind of the prehistoric version of that.
1: This the disney version of that there's an actual movie that's basically this it's called first kid do you remember this movie i figured you're gonna say blank check Uh, no (laughs) the computer wore tennis shoes no first kid is literally about this where like the president's son starts using like message boards and user groups on the internet and makes like a best makes his best friend and it turns out his best friend is just trying to stalk and kill the president's son this is a disney movie starring sinbad everybody
0: I assume Sinbad is the president? No,
1: he's the secret security officer detailed to follow the president's son.
0: <laughs> oh, that's... Cool. All right, Check
1: it out on Disney Plus today. I don't know if it's on Disney Plus.
0: <laughs> I know the computer who wore tennis shoes is. both. Maybe both of them? I know the old one is. Hey,
1: just watch. Tell me everything I want to know. Yes, First Kid is on Disney Plus. There you go. Battle <laughs> Code there Santa Claus, by the way, is on Shudder. Which you can watch through their own streaming service natively, or you can get it through Amazon if you uh, get Shutter through Amazon.
0: Huh. There's also a free trial. Yeah, which is what just we all
1: used. <laughs>
0: what we all did, and it canceled immediately, probably. Well I'll I'll, like I'll
1: spend that week looking around and see what else they have, but yeah, I'll probably cancel Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a worrisome number of
2: things that are now shutter exclusive that used to not be, which I never like seeing that.
1: Such as what? Like
2: oh i he, think i said that better watch out that piece of crap was a shutter exclusive <laughs> now there were, there were several movies on their label of shutter exclusives which were like i remember watching that on not shutter
0: <laughs> man can we talk about can we do a quick sidebar on how bad all of this is getting all this streaming exclusivity walled garden oh yeah Di- slice and dice it is piracy is looking better and better by the day <laughs> this is
1: this is what cable tv was this is this is why we got rid of cable tv and now it's back again
0: <laughs> i mean granted it's maybe like 20 fewer service, like 20 fewer channel quote-unquote channels but it's still getting really bad yeah
1: well, I mean, the price—the price you're paying now for all of these a la carte services is basically the price of a of a, a quality cable package anyway.
0: I mean, not to be that guy, but at least we're not subsidizing sports anymore. There's that. That's true. I
1: mean, I'll, I'll if you
0: wanna, I like like I don't wanna I don't wanna yuck anybody's yum. If you like sports, go watch sports. Cool. But as someone who doesn't watch sports. I do like the decrease in the price of everything, because I'm only using one service. I only got Netflix.
1: I'm only using two services, and one of them is Brad's Disney Plus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I got Disney Plus free, so that doesn't yeah, count. I I I'm subscribed to Netflix and Hulu more out of attrition than anything else, I guess, at this point. And mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to subscribe to like CBS, All Access, or HBO Max or any of those. The only other one I'm subscribed oh. to is Dropout because Dropout is 100 percent original content. That's it. Like I'm not going to fucking pay extra because CBS is like, what if we had Netflix? Mo- Netflix's money, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no. Wait, kidding. what is Dropout? Dropout's yeah, the never...
1: College Humor one. Oh, uh, okay. Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, but... yeah. It's it's a, it's a horror show out there for. For uh, entertainment and you know what all I can say is this is as good a reason as any to keep your physical media because you never know when it's going to leave the streaming service that you have and go to a streaming service you don't have
2: yeah it's real bad out there, folks. Yep, yeah, that's it's, why it's, it's funny too. the The cycle we go through, where as soon as a piece, as type of physical media goes out of style, everyone just kind of starts Like, man, remember when we used to buy DVDs? It's like, yeah. And there's some shit you can only get on DVD now. There's still shit you can only get on VHS, for that matter.
1: Oh yeah, and as like as many Blu-ray DVDs as I have, like there's still only things that you can get on you know standard definition DVD that just haven't made it yet, and this is kind of one of them this one this movie still doesn't have like a physical release in the u.s as far as i'm aware of any kind i feel
0: like this is prime for like a shout factory release at some point uh, or it's
1: kind of like uh
2: what's that movie uh the the, the, the original french version of mixed nuts like trying to find that you can get a blu-ray version of it for 40 fucking dollars but that's
1: your only option and, mm, and, and chances are it's a region locked, like a region two Blu-ray. So unless you have a region free player, which I think most Blu-ray players are nowadays anyway.
2: Yeah, I think I think yeah, with I was, the advent of Blu-ray, is you can actually buy the French DVD and run it.
1: But before that, no, yeah, you needed a region free DVD player. Yeah, because like, yeah, I was gonna say
0: I don't think Blu-ray even has regions anymore. Anyway, no,
1: I, I was thinking of, I was thinking of like standard DVD because like standard DVD has like seven or eight different regions, and then Blu-ray yeah, Blu-ray kind of pared it down to three. I remember when I first, my old computer, the DVD drive, you were allowed
2: to change the region of the DVD drive five times yes. before it wouldn't let you anymore. I remember that. That
0: sucked so bad because <laughs> I definitely changed the region a couple of times.
1: I, I definitely destroyed my uh, college PC with that because I would rent stuff from the library that was accident- I was only region you know two or three. And you could, yeah, like you said, you can only do that four or five times. So I definitely used those five times.
0: Did you at least get it back to region 1? Yeah,
1: I, I had to uh I had to really think about what I was doing before I used that very last one.
0: <laughs> what a mess. What a, uh, region locking is the worst.
1: It's all a nightmare.
0: So isn't everything. Let's 20,
1: 2000 let's it's, move it's on, 2020. Rush. Everything is a nightmare and every everybody knows it. So yes. speaking of nightmares, dial code Santa Claus <laughs> has Yes. Oh yeah, we're talking about that. Okay so the next the next step in sort of this plot progression where the va- this vagrant Santa Claus who's only credited as Santa Claus he doesn't have a name he's not called like the shape like Michael Myers he's just called Santa Claus. He goes to the department store where Thomas's mother works and becomes, I don't know if he becomes the the store Santa Claus or just assumes the role of Santa Claus.
0: He so she's she does the asshole boss thing where she's like I need Santa Claus's on every corner, and it's the day, you know, it's the night before Christmas, and I need you to hire 20 people and plan this in advance, and, like, one of the guys is like, why didn't you tell us about this two months ago? She's like, there's a little boy who doesn't believe in Santa, or may not believe in Santa Claus a month ago, and it's like, man, you're the worst. Like, hey,
1: department store, were you just not gonna have Christmas?
0: (laughs) Yeah, but she, like, wants to go to the nines. Forget the fact that Tomas is not even at the department store, which... I thought was going to be the thing.
1: Oh like, yeah.
0: Who is she trying? Why is she doing this when Tomas is not even there?
1: I have no idea. Like
0: they, they make it, they make it a bit, it's kind of a plot hole. They make it a big thing where like, she's going to every expense to make this like the biggest Christmas of pre Tom, pre spring, whatever springtime. And Tomas is at home playing D and D with his grandpa can we talk about the really bad D
1: knockoff they're playing i was hoping you would ask about that yes um so i get we, the feeling so it's, not it's
2: not specifically like, some weird 80s board game version of it that only got released in france
0: yeah it's basically i'm i assume it's like the french version of hero quest um <laughs> so so the vagrant we're just gonna call him the vagrant from now on i guess i don't Dungeons know et but, Dragon
2: paranoel
1: paranoel gets
0: a attempt job as a santa it, it, it was
2: great seeing the game where the kid throws three dice he throws like a like a role-playing <laughs> set d20. d6 a d20 and then a normal like yahtzee d6 <laughs> it,
0: it's so bad it's so good though it's it's basically the D D equivalent of in other media where they're holding like a gamecube controller and it's atari sound effects. Use,
2: your,
1: use
0: your
2: donkey kong
1: <laughs> yeah
0: pretty much <laughs>
1: But it's like to Grandpa's credit. Uh, Grandpa's like actually playing the game,
0: but he's still only level one
1: after two after two, two years, whole years.
0: <laughs> he finally leveled up.
1: Hey, you know some people are slow learners. Yes. <sighs> uh. But uh, what what really gets <laughs> what really gets this thing moving is that um, the Santa Claus uh, it lures a small child into his his orbit, basically. His aura, his presence, <laughs> his heart, his creepy, horrifying, uh, yeah, aura.
0: I'm not the only one. I was talking to Joe about this a little bit, but John, you weren't here for this. Do they? They kind of play up like, is he a ped angle for the first half of this movie, right?
1: Is he or isn't like they totally,
0: he? Totally, they totally code him as as a total ped, right?
2: I I kinda? the thing I will say is I don't know if that's being too much informed by the by current time compared to then because it really comes off more as like he's some weird arrested development dude where he never like progressed past childhood and he's like i want to play with the kids oh the kids think i'm a giant weird creep oops
0: well yeah the second half of this movie really lays that bare that that's really the case i don't know if the Pete angle was intentional in the first half probably that's giving the writers too much credit or maybe it's just informed by the time you're right
1: but yeah, so the the Santa Claus has this child, and she like they stare down, they stare each other down for a good like t- twenty to thirty seconds until the girl just rips his beard off. It's like you're not the real Santa Claus, and he just fucking slaps her across the face. <laughs> and at that moment, Thomas's mother shows up, and she's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And she basically fires him. And then it occurs to me, oh, this is a, a messed up, warped Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street scenario. <laughs> Where the kid kinda wants to believe in Santa Claus and the Santa Claus gets fired from a department store. <laughs> and so the, the 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 drunken uh homeless department store Santa sets out to make the kid believe in Santa Claus, quote unquote. Uh yeah. Well, sorta. Of. Sort kind of sort of. We should probably dedicate an entire episode to Miracle on 34th Street, because I know that's not entirely what that movie's about. But it's it's got that echo in there. But uh so yeah. After getting after getting uh, f- fired, laid off on the job, uh, he goes into the office to get collect his pink slip, and the- discovers that Thomas's mother is having an entire truckload of toys and presents sent to the house. And he finds out where the house is. And I want to believe he kills the driver of the bu- of the truck and then drives the truck to the house
0: he kills him after he gets to the house okay. otherwise that makes how would he know where the, I, I don't think he actually figures out the address he just kind of stows away in the van
1: yeah he's just hiding in the back of the van that makes more sense this is this is all the first act of the film
0: by the way there's a very Greek sort of thing going on here where all of the human kills are off screen
1: yeah kind so, of That's there's really good? only one legit question mark there's really only one legit like on-screen kill, and it's honestly the most disturbing scene in the film.
0: It's a huge bummer. It's the worst. <laughs> it's a big, and fat I hated bummer
1: it. at the start of the second act, because um, Thomas decides to stay up to see Santa Claus, and he, he's hiding under the kitchen table, which is next to the fireplace,
0: Oh, we should also mention that he's got like a Five Nights at Freddy's-esque armband that lets him view different security cameras that he set up around the house, which of course for the late 80s is very much a thing that probably you could tangibly you, do, it's, but probably with not within the range of any child.
1: Yeah, he's basically got like a Night Trap game strapped to his wrist.
0: <laughs> <And> a Pip-Boy. <laughs> a
1: Pip-Boy. Uh, but I mean, no, it is like a watch, giant car like, phone. Did you watch the Night Night Trap like 100% run in GDQ? I, did I know what those words mean, but I definitely <laughs> did not do that.
2: Games on quick was last week. They did a full like get captured all of the baddies run of Night Trap, and it's incredible because you have to be flicking back and forth between so many screens to catch all the baddies that you don't even actually watch the plot of Night Trap while you're doing it. <laughs> oh wow!
0: Yeah, if you if so you, this if person you, had it straight memorized, basically. Oh, they played it blindfolded the inputs wow oh my god okay, i might have to it's, check this out okay
2: yeah okay. but it's just it's amazing though because even even if you were like even if you were like not blindfolded and you were where it's going on you're like okay i gotta flick the camera three even though all the kids are having a dance party on camera two i gotta be on camera <laughs> three to watch this guy come in the window so i could trap him in the closet et cetera, et cetera. like it it takes a good halfway through the game before you even get any of the weird vampire dudes on screen with any of the human actors at once
1: <laughs> oh man Uh. i want to get back to just how crazy this film gets like from the first act to the second act because it happens extremely fast
2: oh yeah a dog died and like oh we're 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 in a horror movie now okay i see
1: we're not even there yet because i'm not even there yet because like it's either his mother or his grandfather who tells thomas that you shouldn't try to see santa claus because if you do he'll get mad and turn into an ogre it's his mother okay yes yeah over the phone and
0: while he's under the while he's under the
1: table and in the very next scene uh Perry Noel is already in the house, and he's spray painting his hair white with a can of snow.
0: I think he did that in the care. So he he offs the delivery driver, and the caretakers come out. Oh, that's and he right. Acts like he's the delivery man. He offs the caretakers. We don't see them until we don't see them dead until later in the film. But it's it anybody with half a brain knows that he killed the caretakers and then he spray paints his hair and his beard white
1: yes and it's at this point that it occurred to me that he looks exactly like the grandpa from silent night deadly night
0: yes he does
1: to the point where i wondered if it was the same actor because it's honestly kind of spooky how similar that looks
0: spooky (laughs) uh and then he climbs down the chimney in the main house
1: yes and i thought this was a dream sequence when it started to happen
0: i thought so too and also what kind of luck does this this man have because there are like 50 chimneys at the top of this castle yes and he happens to come down the right one where tomas is well
1: because uh movie magic brad that's yeah, that's the true movie answer. magic so he thomas watches as jr attacks santa claus and santa claus Brutally murders Jr. the dog with a cake server, and it's very upsetting.
0: Eighty. This is eighty nine in France. I hope they didn't really kick that dog.
1: I was watching those kicks, and I gotta. have to wonder if he was pulling those kicks because it.
0: I hope. He knock was. on wood. I hope he was. I I hope. I mean, I know they didn't kill Jr. But right, it's those kicks. Were, those kicks looked a little rough. It was very upsetting. Just gonna, just gonna say just gonna
1: say but that's the moment where you realize that this is not a dream sequence this is in fact for real and that this is the santa claus is here to start some shit he
0: stabs the dog through the neck with like a cake knife yeah it's not a very sharp implement which i think makes it worse in a way
1: it definitely does and he definitely cleans that knife and tries to stab thomas with it later Okay, so, and Grandpa. since
2: we're talking about animal cruelty in 80s movies, now I want to talk about Milo Noto's real quick. Oh, Please oh, do. Because uh, I, I was curious about that. I was like, did anything actually ever come out of that? And it's a great thing that all of the reports are just like people being like, well, there's no way they couldn't have killed 30 cats making this movie.
0: <laughs> all, all, Sorry, I shouldn't laugh about
2: that. But all, no, they're, they're, all of the reports are just pure hearsay and just conjecture of just like, well, how could they not have killed a cat? That's... And, yeah the, i
0: see i haven't seen milo and otis what what happens
2: it's it's basically Home, it, homeward <laughs> bound
0: but everybody
1: dies no, i'm just kidding it's, to my knowledge it's a japanese film that disney just purchased and distributed
2: yeah they, they, it's a japanese film that that uh disney took and put dudley moore over the top of it <laughs> or yeah. Col- columbia is columbia disney are they the same company now i think disney, everyone's the same company now <laughs>
0: <laughs> everybody's disney now it's
2: but yeah, it's it's basically just a a, a tabby cat and a pug um, go on a woodland adventure, pretty much. Yeah, gotcha. But there's a scene where they are the pug is there's a scene with a pug with a bear, and there's a scene where the cat like jumps off a cliff, and people are like, "There's no way they could have filmed without just throwing a cat off a cliff or whatever, whatever." You know? Oh no! Oh but, no! But it's but it, that's the thing. It's it's all according to Wikipedia. It's all just people just being like, "Oh, there's no way that couldn't be bad," and. The American Humane Association attempted to investigate cruelty rumors through, quote, contacts in Europe who normally have informational movies throughout the world, end quote, while noting that the what contacts that had also be? heard the allegations, they were unable to verify them. We have tried through humane uh-huh. people in Japan and through other Japanese producers to determine if these rumors are true, but everything has led to a dead end.
1: Hmm. So basically, they one they'd... like
0: a dog's purpose, where they nearly drowned a dog several times, and this was in in the in the in the the tens. Yeah, I, I mean, believe. it has
2: the standard no animals were harmed dis- disclosure from like Japanese humane societies, and there's absolutely no concrete proof of it whatsoever. But it's just a bunch of people being like a Hey, look. I'm an English speaker, so I know shit, and there's no way they didn't kill thirty dogs. Hey
0: man, <laughs> they were doing research on those cats. Okay. <laughs> that's a re- that's a cat research vessel
1: oh my god
0: yeah you thought you were gonna get through this episode about a without a joke about whaling but no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's anyways
1: no now see now i'm just imagining a version of the cove but it's all about cats <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on from the dog please R R I P J R.
0: yeah that really bummed me out
1: so this entire movie takes place on
2: christmas eve right
1: yes yes yes
2: What the fuck is it with movies and movies alone of being like, oh, everyone has to rush to the store on Christmas Eve because there's no fucking way in hell that they did any shopping before then.
0: There's a certain type of person that only does their Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve. Yeah, they're called sickos.
2: (laughs) My father is one of them. And and I hate break it to you about your dad. (laughs) And, Uh,
1: (laughs) And according to this movie and pretty much every Christmas movie ever made, that's a lot of fucking people.
2: Yeah yeah like dear god for me christmas eve is where i
1: go home and i don't have to go to work the next day so i can just relax
0: yeah i know
1: i don't get it either christmas yeah christmas eve shopping is for people who who didn't do the paper until the night before it was due it scans Mm -hmm. all right so (laughs) so
0: the next santa kills jr rips jr and uh tomas realizes something's up with this santa what was your first clue santa (laughs) yeah uh so he goes and gets grandpa and hides grandpa for a while
1: he hides grandpa in the toy room right
0: that's a little bit later i think okay because first they go to the car to try to escape i believe oh yeah
1: yeah and and the car does the horror movie thing of not working when it's supposed to of course of course it does and finally, once it does get, once the kid does get the car revved up and ready, t- grandpa's like, go ahead, hit him. And he's like, I can't. It's Santa Claus. <laughs> he doesn't say that explicitly, oh. but you know he's thinking it. Like, that's the reason he's oh. he's stalling.
0: Yes, you sweet summer child. You sweet summer
1: child. Just fucking hit Santa Claus. It's okay. The real Santa Claus would be okay with it. So here's a question. This movie has uh, quite a thing for close-up on the eyes, doesn't it?
2: Oh, yes.
0: It sure does.
2: Oh, yes. And every time we see Noel's eyes, he has like these tiniest like little pinpoint pupils.
1: That's a, that's like a thing. Uh, that's a thing in like uh, and at least animation or, or anything to show that like that's a, an untrustworthy character.
2: What I'm wondering is if they're if they're trying but to also, get out. Of the, oh, he's on drugs, obviously. Uh, yeah. I don't know. He did spray that snow foam in his mouth.
1: Because yeah, like most, most
2: drugs will cause most drugs will cause dilated peoples, but there are some that will cause them to shrink, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: That's entirely possible.
2: Like if, if but if that's the only hint that Santa was like shooting H when we weren't looking, then like goddamn
1: movie, you missed a point there. <laughs> and and it, there there's even like a, a running theme of, you know, Grandpa needs his insulin. So be, we've got the needle theme right there. It could have happened.
2: Dear God, that kid yeah. with the needle at the end, I'd be like, actually, kid, I think I'll just die of insulin shock rather than you stick that muddy needle in me.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, it's grody. But yeah, now, so the game is afoot and Santa Claus is chasing uh, Thomas and Grandpa through the house. Uh, and that's basically where it turns into Home Alone for the next hour.
0: Yeah, um, they do kind of belabor this for a while, don't they? Well, I
1: mean, it's sort of the central conceit, and I mean, you, if you're gonna do it, just do it. Home Alone wastes yeah. an entire—I don't know how how long is Home Alone? I should know that about ninety probably, n-
0: probably about ninety, just like this.
1: Yeah, this movie is a tight ninety. Home Alone is an hour forty-three, so not much longer. But Home Alone, I mean, the la- entire last—I would say twenty minutes—is this. This movie does it for an hour. And I'm not yeah. really complaining because most of it's pretty entertaining, but man, they really milk this for as much as it's possibly worth.
2: Yes, they do. Yeah, it's very weird. You have scenes where the kid is being a 10-year-old, like he's like panting because he ran up a flight of stairs. Oh, it's like, oh, the he has asthma and he's a child. The next scene is like, oh, I guess he got a key bump because he's back at it. Right.
0: Yeah, it's kind of... If if there's one complaint I, ha- I have about this movie is that they kind of can't make up their mind about whether Tomas is a, you know, a scared child or a wunderkind warrior man-child, you know?
1: Yeah, because one scene he suits up like Rambo and is ready for war, and the next scene he's on the roof crying out for his mother. I mean... I- so it, it's, it's it's a it's conceivable a
0: conceivable that it could be both. I mean, it's yeah. it's a it's a know. it's
1: a fun scene,
2: but it's just ruined. Fun is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. It's a good scene, <laughs> yeah. but it's ruined by the fact that the next scene immediately, the kid's back and he has a fucking crossbow, basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Like his his yeah. his lowest point moment is does not last very long, and he's he's on to other things. Like for example, um, getting lost in his mother's art maze, which that is such a. That's
2: such
0: a weird scene. Yeah, at this point it was just like, oh,
2: we're just in the house from Resident Evil 1. Okay.
0: So, he and his grandpa hear a phone ringing in his mother's study because mom rings the house and nobody's answering, so she thinks something's up. Good job, mom. And so, Tomas is trying to get to the phone in his mother's study, but his mother's study is like in this weird art labyrinth, and then he goes up and his his mom's office is like a weird derelict attic
2: no there, i think there was just another phone up there for some because then there would be no movie i don't think yeah, that was supposed to be the I, office
0: okay all right
1: I, i'm i'm still I baffled at this this art maze set because uh, i mean first of all it's it's cool because all right if i had a bunch of art that i wanted to put on a bunch of walls i guess in order to make enough wall space for it i would make a maze but then she made a maze out of
0: it i mean rich french people in the 80s i guess i could believe it it I seems suppose. like something conceivable like a european style we're going to put a labyrinth in our office and that's my office is a labyrinth with a weird but then the staircase leading to the
1: yeah but know. then the camera like pulls up and you see it from like a top down view and the maze, like thomas in the maze and the floor is like an artist's rendering of thomas's face i think
2: <laughs> it's kind of <Yeah>, it's odd
1: <laughs> I, I guess the way to interpret it that the movie
2: doesn't really bother to tell you but it it makes sense because uh hey joe what did uh what did uh, marv say um suck brick kid well besides that that's that's <laughs> an important thing but the other thing kids are stupid oh yeah 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 kids are stupid that's right so I think I think it, it pulls back to realize it's not that confusing of a maze. It's just this kid is literally wandering in circles during through one part of it. Right.
1: And I, and I get that, like, you know, he's he's frantic. He's running from a creepy guy. Yeah, sure. You're going to get lost. But it's just a bad baff- it's like, all of a sudden the movie just throws this baffling, like artistic choice at you. And it's like, whoa, hang on. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's a,
0: And then we're back to normal movie. Yeah. And it's that, just
1: another too. it's another way of saying this family has way too much money. And at a certain point, I started to wonder, like, what? Was wrong with this set, the Santa Claus, where instead of attacking the child, he could, he's he's just wandering the house, looking at all of this fancy stuff this rich family has. He could be stealing literally any of it, but he's not. So, like I said, this goes on for a while, like an hour. And at a certain point, we were just describing all of the the cat and mouse sort of scenes in this movie. You know, yeah,
2: there's a there's a couple of ones I don't point, want to point out. Yeah, uh, Thomas eventually gets back to his computer and sends out a message. He sends it out. He thinks to send it out to Roland of all people. He sends it out to Roland and to his friend Pilou. Yeah, uh, or Pilou wasn't Roland in his mom's
0: office. though? He was. Yeah, he was still at work. Yes. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, he was at the he was at the office. He sends he sends one that Roland finds, and so Roland gets in some work truck or something and takes off after, after the mom who had borrowed Roland's car to go home and check on the kid. Right. And then. Uh, he sends one one of them either the the mom or roland calls the cops as well and sends a cop that way
0: the mom does
2: and then pilo the friend gets a message as well and rides over on his bike and i seriously thought the movie was going to scatman crothers this kid
1: (laughs) it almost does i mean he gets away within an inch of his life because he gets there he sees santa uh, just
0: he kind of serves as a deus ex a little bit because santa's a because santa's got tomas on the ropes Yeah, i mean he and then pilo breaks I and mean, santa
1: has just like sliced tom in the leg with the cake server and then pilo shows up and santa chases him all the way back out to the street <laughs> on his bike
2: and the only reason he survives is because he nearly gets santa nearly gets run over by a car
1: yeah but that's santa like he's not like he's not some like lumbering you know movie monster villain he is fucking sprinting after this kid on a bike <laughs> he this guy is this guy came to play and then in, in the middle, in the middle of all this, you know, Grandpa is now out in the open and Thomas has to hide Grandpa somewhere. So where does he hide him? In plain sight, in a suit of armor.
0: Scooby-Doo style. <laughs> in, in the suit of armor in the main landing of the house.
1: I kind of love this.
0: <laughs> it's, they do play it up as a little bit of a joke where he's like, doesn't Thomas say something like, don't go anywhere? And he's like, I can't. Yeah. It's just very like blase.
1: But then you also see, not... like, there are other suits of armor in the house, and I was ready for them, there to be like a huge fake out at some point where, you know, Santa attacks the armor thinking that Gr- Grandpa was in it, you know, something like that. But it never happened. Missed opportunity, I say.
0: And then something weird happens. We get a lot of cat and mouse. You do the thing where he puts darts in the neck and lights Santa on fire and all that stuff. Yeah, he also he, puts a radar on him at some point so he can set up traps while keeping tabs on whether or not Santa's close.
2: Yeah, he he straight up sets like a, a tripwire trap, like some like, straight up Saw 1 shit with a couple of crossbows. Yeah, with, with darts
0: in them. Um, but an interesting thing happens. Uh, there is a subplot where he accidentally... Um, bars all of the windows and has to break in to unbar the windows which later is serves a purpose when santa is running after pilo he can't lock the doors um but anyways an interesting thing happens where santa finally has the up on tomas and he sends the radar back to tomas and now tomas is a sitting duck and he captures tomas and he's got the cake cutter up against his neck and he goes I win. Now you find, now I'll hide and you seek. And then he runs off.
1: Yeah, Very interesting. And he does. He just runs off. He doesn't kill Tomas. And he gives him 20 seconds. He's like, we're going to play hide and seek. I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Don't cheat. And
0: (laughs) well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, but but it's, it's
2: very much a I like you. I'll kill you last type thing, though, rather than yeah,
0: yeah, I guess so.
1: Because it's at um, this point that um, uh, Tomas has to go to the caretaker's house to get insulin for Grandpa.
0: Right? so Grandpa's about to be fit.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he
2: died doing yeah. what he loved. Yeah, remember that cop I mentioned? He's dead, by the way. They, they kill the cop. Oh, he, oh,
0: oh, by the way, yes.
2: The cop oh, and, shows up he, with one of two songs in the movie playing for about four seconds on his car radio.
0: And he also drops a Chekhov's gun.
2: Of course he does, yeah.
0: Yep. Well, I guess any gun that shows up in a movie is a Chekhov's gun. But
1: especially kind of if it's pointing about movie.
2: the about the lack of a Chekhov's gun wait a dumb waiter. The dumbwaiter just shows up. I, I was I I any other movie would have a scene of Thomas playing in the Dumbwaiter beforehand before he uses it to get up in the attic or whatever.
0: Absolutely. Doesn't Home Alone it's been so long and I should have watched Home Alone after this, but I knew you two would do the heavy lifting. Doesn't Home Alone have a dumb waiter? <laughs> you see, yeah. I'm gonna do something.
1: <laughs> no, no, Home Alone has a a laundry chute, and they okay. use the laundry chute, but it's not necessarily a dumb waiter.
0: Did Home Alone Home Alone too had some manner of elevator, didn't it?
1: No, I don't think it did. It's also just like you know, they're a rich family living in a mansion; they probably have a dumbwaiter. It's just a movie thing that happens.
2: Thank you Letterbox. Someone made a list of horror movies where a character rides in
1: an elevator or a dumbwaiter. <laughs> oh, the most important answer. use of Letterbox. Thank you so much. Uh, uh Jonathan. On
0: me.
1: Uh let's
2: see. Um Gremlins 2 is probably what's coming to mind.
0: Yeah, probably.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. This list is amazing because it includes a couple things in here where it's like I didn't I specifically didn't include X and Y because they are not horror.
1: <laughs> oh i Excellent. love it oh man
2: thank you no personality for making this list <laughs> we'll
1: put a link to that in the show notes so throughout all of this though it's it's important to remember that thomas thinks this is the real santa claus and he's he's still operating under the assumption that santa claus is out to get him specifically because he stayed up to catch santa claus and so the mother's, you know, fear that Thomas is going to lose, the, lose his uh, magic for Christmas is, is, is um, unfounded because Thomas clearly still thinks this is the real Santa Claus. And there is something, there's something nice about that. Like the kid is under no illusions that some crazy person's in the house. He just is trying to fight and kill Santa Claus because Santa Claus wants to kill him.
0: As Santa Claus's tend to do.
1: As they tend to do, especially, you know, um, I don't know a whole lot about European depictions of Santa Claus, but I imagine there's a a fair bit more um, uh, nuance nuance and consequence to to the story for young children in Europe than there is in the United States. Kids in the U.S. who stay up and try to catch a picture of Santa Claus, eh, whatever, who cares?
0: They find a picture, they find a video of a chihuahua having diarrhea under a tree
1: <laughs> i forgot what movie that's from what is that from
0: that is from a youtube video that happened to real life my friend
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> i had i was certain i was certain that this had happened in a film we watched
0: this is going to go in the show notes as many things we've mentioned oh yes um i will send it to you
2: so let's talk about uh Thomas's armband and all of the technology bullshit. Okay. Because it, it it the movie does take pains to make it clear that Santa is breaking the phones. He didn't cut the phone line because then the fucking internet doesn't work. Right. Um or he, the 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 BBS I guess. Um and Thomas' armband computer, I will give them points for his little display. Oh god, this video. <laughs> You've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will give, I will give the movie points for Thomas's display doesn't just show the fucking movie, it shows what could conceivably be security camera footage. Yes. yes, like yes how does. many movies good have you seen the character watch security camera footage in it's just the fucking movie? It's like, wow, this, this computer camera, or this security system has a really good shot reverse shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the same time are you watching the video of the dog shitting?
1: (laughs) i am i'm sorry
2: (laughs) but at the same time you have thomas whenever he wants to change cameras he hits like nine different fucking buttons to change
1: cameras
2: (laughs) come on kid work on your fucking
1: ui yeah really but also uh this the santa claus it has the wherewithal to find the cameras and start smashing the cameras so thomas cannot keep tabs on him also good job movie also good job movie i do enjoy the scene where he he shows up he wanders into the uh i guess it's like a a musical study of some kind sees the camera just picks up a guitar the nearest object is a guitar and just smashes the camera with it fucking elka it. yeah good
0: lord because these cameras these cameras are we must mention are not um inconspicuous they are very clear security cameras that are set up throughout the house right they 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 are
2: they are i'm gonna throw a chaff grenade and roll under it cameras yes (laughs) yes <laughs> right
1: but uh, uh yeah thomas's little security setup is, is actually kind of brilliant and also i remember the like near the beginning of the film he is he's uh creating like an autocad recreation of the house on his computer so he can figure out like where where and when the security cameras will be trained to catch santa claus so that yeah. it's set it's setting up you know his his armband uh camera feed But uh, I, I don't know, even for 1989, that was, it was, it was more impressive to me than the computer hacking scenes in Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) Where, where the entire file structure is just like a park map of Jurassic Park and all of the park files are in the separate buildings of the park. It makes no sense. Whatever. What we're saying is that T- Thomas Tomas, however you want to pronounce that name, I really don't know how Thomas in French is supposed to be pronounced. All, all, we're saying, yeah, all we're saying here is that Tommy is a very clever little boy.
0: Too clever by half.
1: Too legit to quit. So, who winds up saving the day but Grandpa? We're going to yeah. kind of skip over the uh, very melodramatic scene where Grandpa falls into a, a diabetic coma and thomas has to revive him with the needle it happens but it has tommy sorry does well did lead to into
0: that scene we have to mention that tommy picks up the police officer's gun yes and shoots santa out in the outside as he's going between the caretakers and the main house uh, he, i santa I, is taken care
2: of i want to bring up a drops point the
0: gun in the in the foyer i want to
2: bring up a point because we talked about santa letting him go because again this dude is not just a this dude is not just a murderer he's also like fucking insane because he lets thomas go and he runs off and hides in the police car outside because then when thomas when thomas gets in the police car he tries calling on the radio and the dude attacks him goes
1: you're cheating you're cheating that's right yeah and then he hits a tree and then he hits a tree
2: it runs then, in the family. Yep. It, yeah, runs, it runs means... into trees in the family.
0: Yeah. Then we then we get into him shooting Santa
1: out in the snow after he trips over the police officer's corpse. Right, and he's, he's still and... all in the name of getting back to the house to rescue his grandfather. Yes,
0: and he because he calls for medical backup to the house right. on the
1: police radio. Right, and so he res- he, he, he gives his grandfather the much needed uh, insulin shot. There's no telling how much that had to cost and uh, not a moment too soon because uh, Santa shows back up and grandpa uh, wakes up, grabs the gun and decides to fire, even though he can barely make out the big red and white blur that's in front of him. I, I have to say, I enjoy every time the film goes into grandpa vision. (laughs) <laughs> grandpa vision because i mean it, the the film basically like puts on beer goggles and it's just extremely blurry and you know grandpa is legally blind essentially so <laughs> every time he yeah. goes into grandpa vision it's uh, just uh, one more little creepy uh, uh little note yeah in, in, a, in a lesser movie that is to
2: say an american movie from like 2006 or so grandpa would have totally killed tomas and that's the end of the movie and I'm and I'm so glad that they teased up to that point but didn't actually do it, because <laughs> if, if you do that in your movie, it's just like, well, what the fuck did I sit here for 90 minutes
1: for? I could have been, as I've said previously, playing Final Fantasy XIV instead. <laughs> <laughs> if if Michael Haneke had directed this film, I'm pretty sure that's how it would have ended. <laughs> if this film had been Funny Games, that's how it would have ended.
0: But instead, you can tell by our narration
1: that that does not happen. It does not happen, because Grandpa shoots Santa dead mom and roland show up at the house and uh mom is cradling thomas and thomas is absolutely 1000 percent scarred for life
0: says it's his fault yes for he's got, trying to stay up to see santa he's got that he m- still thinks it's santa yeah
1: he's got that million yard stare as we go off into uh the end credits and boy oh boy there ain't gonna be a sequel to this film I, I shudder to think what kind of a sequel this would be. I see what you did there. Ah, yeah. I didn't even <laughs> think about that. Good, good for me. Uh, so, folks, now's the time we're going to have to discuss uh, a rating, how to rate this film. So let's go over to the crankometer for just a hot second. Crank if you're not aware, is our patented XY axis for how to rate Christmas movies. The X axis is how Christmassy a film is, and the Y axis is how good a film is. So gentlemen, uh Deadly Games, thirty six fifteen, Code Pair Noel. Uh X Axis, how Christmassy is this? Could this film exist without Christmas?
2: I mean, at the bare bones, if you're just talking about a home invasion with a kid with a bunch of 80s tech, yeah, but you lose all the trappings and what the hell are you even doing here?
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I am. Yeah. What's kind of the point? Pretty much. yes. Plus, you have the whole angle of him believing it's Santa Claus, which is a whole thing.
1: Right. And, and there's the whole aspect of this being like all just a game. And he's playing the game of trying to catch Santa. And then this this Santa turns it into a cat and mouse game of death. And also, I mean, you know, Christmas is all about fun and games. So I I get that. But uh, I want to say this movie doesn't misuse Christmas at all, but it definitely needs Christmas to have any kind of uh, impact, you know? Yeah. I don't
0: think... This would be not notable at all if it didn't have Christmas in it. I guess also if Home Alone didn't exist, this Which, would probably also be a, non, a non-starter. So let's, let's
2: let's talk about that amongst ourselves real quick. Does Home Alone rip off this movie, in your opinion?
0: So, this came out a year before Home Alone, right? Yes. Yeah. Could there... Can, other than somebody catching wind of this movie being in production in France. I mean, I guess that's completely conceivable. I'm sure there are people that are in both the French movie industry and the American movie. Well, industry.
2: because I looked it up, what do you two know about the inspiration for home alone? I know nothing I, about the inspiration for home alone.
1: I know a little bit. And all I'm going to say is this film was saw was first released, you know, in March of 89 John Hughes claims he got the idea for Home Alone in August of 89. So there's at least oh. a good four or five month window where it's conceivable he could have seen this film.
2: Yes. Basically, what John Hughes said about Home Alone was his inspiration for it was thinking about going on a family trip. and like, what if I actually left my kid at home? What would he do?
1: Right.
0: That's a nice cover story, but no, I'm just kidding.
1: Uh... <laughs> no, I mean, and, it, and it's entirely possible that he, because, you know, this is a French film and he's you know, it it lives in America where we don't necessarily get a lot of French films. It's entirely possible he never saw this.
0: I I don't think it's inconceivable that uh, that a bootleg of this was bumming around Hollywood and...
1: Well, the other thing I'll say is
2: the fact that all that's really happened is the director of this has been basically grousing about Home Alone for years rather than suing anybody about Home Alone. Uh, Might lend Credence to the idea that he is to some degree aware that he doesn't have too much of a leg to stand on. It's it's very... There are some similarities, but they're so... It's all, like, very weak. It's
0: kind of one of those situations where they kind of both were... It's it's an ants slash a bug's life situation yeah or the or the two movies that were called casual hookup or whatever it was what was it called no strings attached no
1: strings attached and friends with benefits
0: yeah that both came out within like two weeks of each other i think
1: yeah it's it's a very dante's peak slash volcano situation
0: or uh olympus has fallen slash what's the other white house Uh, down yeah where uh,
2: where you want to claim oh this movie or the other movie and probably what happened is both of the writers watched
1: the same fucking tv show a couple weeks ago
0: yeah that's
1: true i mean it's also kind of kind of like my friend in college who swore up and down that joss whedon stole his idea for firefly like no absolutely not you just happen to have the same idea at the same time It happens. It does happen. But yeah, like you said, the fact that, you know, he groused about Home Alone for so many years instead of actually trying to sue over it kind of tells me that he's just kind of, it's just a case of sour grapes, really. I mean, I know that he he did attempt uh, to threaten legal action against uh, 20th Century Fox, and they basically told him to fuck off. Whoops. So there's Uh. that. But, I mean, back to the matter at hand. I think this film wouldn't be as charming without the Christmas angle. I think yeah. if this Absol- character was Absol- just a crazy person inside a rich kid's house, it wouldn't be that interesting, but the fact that it's a, a, a crazy Santa Claus and the kid believes that it's Santa Claus, that it gives it a a, diff- a depth that I don't think you'd have otherwise. There are
0: also some really good set pieces which probably would only be informed by Christmas like the train scene.
1: Yes. We didn't even talk about that talk-
0: scene. We didn't talk about this scene how did he get how did he set up the lighter to light
2: okay so i don't get it so the the idea the idea was that the lighter would hit like it would run into something and just basically act like a pressure switch like his,
0: oh okay that makes sense so yeah
1: thomas builds thomas builds a uh a grenade out of a toy grenade casing with uh gu- gunpowder from a from a fireworks and also a bunch of marbles you yeah.
2: yeah, like holy <laughs> shit apparently thomas is french for tamerlan <laughs> but i looked at at this like this kid's making a fucking pipe bomb what the hell are we doing france
1: (laughs) (laughs) i mean they they basically instruct you on how to build a conceivably working time uh pipe bomb
0: not only that it's like a bomb chew situation where it's a mobile bomb
1: yeah exactly and he puts it into like a toy train and the toy train has like a a pressure switch on it and he sets it off to the you know towards santa claus Claus grabs it and just like turns it around, cranks it again, and lets it keep rolling.
0: This is a this is a kind of a good. It's scene. a pretty.
1: It's, it's like a. It's very tense. It's four
0: minutes. It's got a nice tension to it.
1: It's a very like Alfred expect, Hitchcock kind of scene. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he grabs it, smiles gently, warmly, winds it back up, and sends it right back towards Be- Tomas because he knows
1: the moment Tomas you know jumps out to grab it, he's gonna grab the kid so and and yes. also because
0: he sends it towards grandpa which i assume he knows is in the suit of armor by now. I, yeah.
1: I would make the argument that santa doesn't know
2: any of that santa's just like oh we're playing we're playing toy with toys Yay. yeah yeah I, I agree with john yeah that's definitely it okay
1: i don't think because because right. at no point does santa well okay no, there's one scene where santa like really goes after grandpa but other than that i don't think he actually knows where grandpa is after that or, okay. or nor do i think he cares so I'm going to honestly right. I'm going to be generous and I'm going to give this at least a 3 on Chris the For Christmas. Yes. Oh, that's right. we were doing I, we were doing Crank holder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, John.
0: Uh, I could I could agree with a 3.
1: Yeah, I'll go um, with a 3. Like any yeah, any more and I feel like we'd just kind of be lying to ourselves because like yeah, it's Christmassy, but it doesn't necessarily need it, but also it kind of sort of does, but it doesn't really do a whole lot with the trappings of it and it's you you'd have to there. make some
2: major rewrites to make it not be Christmas and if you did that like you're just again you're it's, just you're just making straw dogs for kids yeah
0: it's the same it's this kind of about the same level of christmasity as home alone like con- oh. could conceivably happen any time of the year but christmas gives it that extra added something je ne sais, let me add, let me say it adds a certain je ne sais quoi
1: i don't know what that means what a fair
0: good job both of you I, I love you both thank you those are both very good
1: jokes thank you <laughs> so yeah uh, a three on the christmas quotient now let's get to the real heart of the matter the y-axis how much did we actually like this film how good is it i personally had a pretty good time it was not i'm gonna say i was a little bit underwhelmed but that's mostly because we've been building this up in our heads for the well, last two or the, three the years. problem is
2: is it it is and always was just a mid-budget 80s movie at its That's heart. true. And That's true. When
1: you it's like if you got
2: it's like if you got Cobra built up for you so much, then you finally watch it and you're like, is that it? But if you go into it noting Cobra is just dumb 80 schlock, Cobra is amazing. That's true. It's
0: alright. It's alright. I I Some people were building this up as like having a cult being the next cult Christmas hit. I don't know if it deserves
1: that. No, like I don't think I don't think like people are going to be calling this the next Die Hard, because obviously it's not, and it never has been.
2: Yeah, I feel this movie has some weird problems with pacing that aren't intentional. There are some intentional like whiplash, but there's also a times where it just happens, and the movie doesn't want it to
1: happen, but it just does. Right, it definitely does like, that thing that a lot of these Christmas horror movies that we watch tend to do where like oh they're trying to walk the line between being like a horror action movie but also being a christmas movie and i can't really commit to one or the other without sort of betraying the other you know that being said
0: i will say this is one of the better christmas horror movies we've watched for this show
1: yes oh yeah no 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 question no question and yeah as as clever as i think a lot of the set pieces are and as good as a lot of the the attention to detail is like there, there's so much so much of like the set dressing and the model work for the house it, it's just it looks like it's a fantastic looking film too it has a very yeah, I, strange kind of vibe to it and i can't quite put that into words either it has a very
0: i want to give it some points for the fact that it's odd and it's i guess maybe it's because i haven't watched a lot of French 80s action films but it's it's got a certain dreamlike quality to it Yes, and it's just unlike something. It's it's unlike anything that I've seen. And I don't necessarily mean that as like glowing praise, but it's certainly original in its set pieces and its characters and things like that. Like the toy room is just so weird, and some of the weird turns into like almost art house ness for a second
1: yeah yeah and i can i can imagine like an american version of this film that's not home alone that's kind of it kind of rides the line between like a fantasy horror and like an actual christmas movie and it's basically a terry gilliam film and so like watch a version of this it's basically time bandits and you kind of time bandits has a lot of the same kind of look and feel as this i think but uh yeah i enjoyed it well enough i'm also going to give this a a solid three it's it's a solid uh a solid uh french or christmas horror movie i liked it
0: i did i did not regret my time watching it yeah so i think that's worth positive points at least Um, it's definitely
1: worth seeking out
0: yeah if you if you like horror movies or you like christmas movies or both of them definitely do yourself a favor and watch it i'd go with like a two or three i'm usually not a big horror guy which is why i guess maybe i'd lean towards a two but i'm willing to do a three
1: that's fair that's fair john
0: john
2: all right i'm comparing this to some of our other christmas horror movies um i think i can't compare it to silent night deadly night at all because those are special those creatures are beyond, yeah <laughs> they are an exception to every rule um it's... comparing this to let's say to krampus i like this better than krampus i like this better than better watch out of course fuck that movie um Actually let's say that. Let's compare this to Better Watch Out. One of my problems with Better Watch Out was that the kid was about fucking too clever by about
1: one and a half.
0: Well that this movie kinda has that same problem, but it sidesteps it because
1: The kid is not the villain.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what it gets into. It's it's so much more fucking annoying when you have the villain is just it's the problem with Saw. It's like, okay, I I, I don't need to watch the villain play like 5d chess when i'm not even informed that we're playing any form of chess at all like
1: what what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: fair enough yeah i get that
1: um honestly we haven't yeah. we haven't really watched a lot of uh, christmas horror movies on this this podcast to really compare it to black christmas is the other thing we're forgetting yeah black christmas there it is Ooh, wow All right,
2: here, I I searched up, we we started Home for the Horror Days a couple years in with that name, but we've watched plenty of horror movies, things that you have tagged on our website, www.christmascreeps.com, with a horror tag, Uh, Gremlins, Jack Frost, Elves, the 1989 movie, The Monster's Scary Little Christmas, Krampus, Holidays, Jack Frost 2, Prometheus, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Better Watch Out, Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, Anna and the Apocalypse, Jaws 4, We, we watched Jaws 4? Holy shit. I remember that. That was a good episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Silent Night, Other Night, Three Black Christmas, and I guess if you want to count the crazies.
1: So I mean, we've we've definitely had our share of, of horror movies. Then this is just it's so different than anything we've watched before. It's kind of hard to know how to rate it. It's
2: yeah. I mean, you
0: guys say this is more of a thriller than a horror. Movie?
1: Yeah,
2: I don't want to compare Maybe. this too much to Home Alone, but this is just like a very violent Home Alone. That's an unfair yeah. comparison because this was way before Home Alone, but.
1: You know, a lot of people. A lot of people like to say, "Oh, Home Alone is just the you know, Die Hard for kids," and so I, I'm imagining a Venn. No, I,
0: this is Die Hard. For I'm kids. imagining a
1: Venn diagram, and there's two circles, and there's Die Hard, and there's Home Alone, and then the the like Venn diagram where they meet that middle. It's it's Deadly Games. It's Dow code Santa Claus.
0: An interesting fact, which I don't, or an interesting question, which I don't think any of us are prepared to answer, and did not do any research. Was this marketed towards children in France? or was this general ah, audiences a general audiences, Let's find or out. even adult affair
2: all right we're gonna go we're gonna look at the imdb page for this i think and we're gonna it's look at some little, of the release data
0: it's a little violent it's
2: a little, it's a little yeah, violent, yeah explicit. i must
0: say but
2: uh it was released in france it was released uh basically general audiences with like it's basically got a pg in france it got a 13 in Spain and Quebec and a 16 in Argentina and West Germany. So it got an equivalent to a PG PG 13, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: So more or less marketed towards kids.
1: Yeah, basically. And
0: very interesting. And it does have that. It does have an element of that, like little kid wish fulfillment who didn't, when they were little, like fantasize about having cool gadgets and, being oh, yeah. a tech whiz or at least me that was that part.
2: was always a thing in kids movies from like the mid to early to late 90s there's any 90s kids movies kids just love fucking tech for its own sake not even toys but it's just like was it is it home alone three or four where the kids like or just pete and pete ray has the fucking garage door opener
1: no oh, yeah <laughs> it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a, it's not a
2: yeah it's not a toy it's just it's it's a tech it's a gadget and the gadget is inherently fun somehow
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're a kid from the mid '80s to the mid '90s and you didn't want to be Data from the Goonies, you're a fucking liar. Pretty much, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I think uh, we're gonna land on on. uh...
0: John, did you actually give your final verdict on your number?
2: I didn't. I liked it. Um, We've watched some stuff that's better. We watched some stuff that's definitely fucking worse. Um, I'd say a two or a three would be a good rating for it. It it does there's there 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 is no immediate need to take this out to santa's workshop for me there's no immediate oh they should have done this that the other better um, right not saying not saying it's perfect but there's there's not any immediate glowing this was fucking stupid jumping
1: out at me
0: there you go a glowing endorsement if i've ever heard one
1: not fucking stupid jonathan five <laughs> the human robot put
2: on That's... your damn posters
1: yeah, yeah, really. Uh yeah, so I think a solid 3-3 three, three is, is about where we're gonna land on this. I don't I would love to hear if anybody else out there has watched this and what they thought about it. Um yeah, so if please, I'm encouraging you to go go check out go check it out on Shutter or wherever you can find a copy of this movie. And uh yeah, let us know. Join in the conversation at uh ChristmasCreeps.com or uh, on Twitter at ChristmasCreeps. So, gents, uh, what's 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 next for y'all in August and September of 2020? What else does Harold World have for you? Well, uh, one last thing: we didn't really mention
2: anybody, any of the actors or actresses of this movie because it's nobody you've heard of,
1: or or, or Brigitte, more specifically, it's, is probably the biggest
2: name, and more, still it's like who?
1: More specifically, it's nobody we've heard of, which is maybe worse
2: <laughs>
1: because we're an uncultured swine and we don't care who knows it.
0: i mean half of the time you guys mention directors or actors i have no idea who the hell you're talking about so i don't feel bad because i don't even know american
1: brad found out who tom hanks was last week (laughs) it blew his mind yeah i would probably say brigitte fossey who plays the
2: mom is probably the biggest name in the movie and even then she's not really that big outside of france
1: Mm mm-hmm there you go yeah that's uh dial code santa claus or deadly games or game over whatever you want to call it. this movie movie has way too many fucking names uh i don't even know what we're gonna use what name we're gonna use for the the fucking episode to be honest
0: you make kojo doki doki panic <laughs> <laughs>
1: honestly it's gonna be dial code santa claus i mean it's whatever
0: it's probably the best approximation of the french title i would say. Yeah, uh-huh. the, the
2: french title is a very specific thing. It, but it, it's like calling the movie santa.com basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, is there a movie called santa.com? There was a movie called fear.com, right? Yes. Stylized as f-e-a-r-d-o-t-c-o-m And there was the TV show Freaky Links. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Which i've going to guess was about the the internet killing people.
1: But, sure why not santa.com is a website where you can receive personalized letters and texts from santa claus for kids and grown-ups what about santa.com.com
0: santa.com.com
2: no santa.com.com sends me to sends me to a santa for hire website like a professional santa claus you can hire which i swear this picture on here has like one of the pictures it has to be from some movie we watched it has to be from some poster
1: we've seen I do not recognize this. I really it do is
2: it a. a g it is, a, it is I, I've seen other people using it as a guns and roses thing. It looks like what it might be is it might be a default template of like, hey, put whatever icon you want to do in this in this uh Christmas ornament ball though.
1: Oh uh, sure. <laughs>
2: yeah, why not?
0: I dislike this. <laughs> I, I did I lot. did
2: like a I did like a whatever you the basically Google's version of Ten Eye for that and it came up with like a lot of pictures using that same format of just random things like there was the guns and roses logo a dog it looks like it's just some like basically meme thing pretty much yikes
0: Do you guys think we could hire a santa to just be on the podcast with us through this <laughs> website
2: just well just... limited availabilities for 2018 i i don't
0: and, think so and the... And the question is to both of you gentlemen is whether or not we want the Santa to stay in character throughout the entire podcast.
1: Oh, no no question. We have to hire as <laughs> we have to hire a, a department store Santa Claus to be on the podcast with us and review Silent Night Deadly Night 4 but stay in character as Santa Claus. Absolutely, yes I want this to happen.
0: I think I think we might actually have to try to make this happen. This is
1: this is absolutely what we should open a Patreon for. If we get enough <laughs> you know, money, when... <laughs> we will hire a Santa
2: Claus. <laughs> yeah, when I was when I was talking about the the uh, Santa Claus is a stinker DVD earlier and being like it's forty bucks, I was gonna say that's about thirty dollars more than I'm comfortable making Joe spend on this podcast. But no, Joe, you are now you. This is this is now coming out of petty cash for hiring a Santa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, they've got to probably reduce their rate from an in-person visit to being on a podcast. (laughs) Also in the middle of
2: fucking August. (laughs)
0: That too. Hey, (laughs) Santa's got to
1: eat too, you know? Well, friends, that's going to have to do it for this episode of Christmas Creeps. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation of ours. I hope you've found a film that you're going to have to now go track down because honestly, this this is a unique one. And we hope you track it down and enjoy it in your own lives. Watch it in the middle of August like we did. It's great. But uh, until next time, friends, uh, you can find us on the internet at christmascreeps.com. You can tweet at us at christmascreeps on Twitter. Email us anything you want at xmascreeps at gmail.com. If you are a Santa Claus out there and you would like to come and talk to us on the podcast as Santa Claus, inquiries can be made at xmascreeps at gmail.com. Also, you know, like we always say, like, comment, and subscribe. All your favorite podcatchers are here for you. For Christmas Creeps, I'm Joseph Wade. I'm Santa.
0: I'm Bradford.
1: Good night, everybody.
0: Or Joyeux Noël. Beautiful. Happy Christmas! Happy Christmas!